Welcome to the Looking Ladder Podcast, Week Four Picks. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. Um, Colin, hi. How are you? Big week coming up um, for both Notre Dame and Rutgers, but really for for Notre Dame. Yeah, massive week. Ohio State at home. Uh, first, I mean, NC State was a test, but this is the first of the three big ones that have been circled all off season. Uh, chance to chance to prove to the world they're legit. They're a, they're a real team and they're a real contender. It's gonna be uh, gonna be stressful. I'm sure we'll talk about it um, as we go on. If not, we'll touch on it at the end. I'm sure. Um, but Ohio State is laying, I believe, three three and a half in that one on their way to Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend. Um, as far as picks go, Colin, another really good week, nine and five last week. Uh, that's what I have you at. Is that is that what you have yourself? That at? is what I have myself at as well. Okay, put you at 20 and 20 overall. I went six and seven, 19 and 20 overall. Um, consensus plays five and three. They are now 11 and nine overall. Um, we both talked about it on the pod, so I think it's okay to talk about it now, right? We didn't just, just do this while we were sitting on the toilet on Saturday morning. We, we announced what our grease parlays were going to be on the pod. Do you remember that? Like, it was in conversation. I, I didn't I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, we, um, we mentioned it. We mentioned yeah, we both we both cashed but, pretty, uh, pretty big on, on Greece. We State. mentioned it and I yeah, I believe they both hit. Yeah, they definitely both hit. Um yeah, you had we had two of the same, right? I think we both had Florida and South Florida Alabama. Florida and South Alabama. Both of those games easy. easy. And then both of our last legs, not so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had Mizzou, and um, I don't know. They, I, I, that was that was a really good football game. I watched most of it, and BYU Arkansas was a really good football game on Saturday night. Too. Yeah, it was it was it was stressful. I was out at a birthday party. There was no no TVs around. I was just sitting on my phone watching it. I heard you sitting it out. Everyone's like, "Why don't you come upstairs? Why don't you move?" I was like, "I can't move right now." I heard you were a bit out of control. I heard I heard it was very classic vintage Colin. <laughs> I was that's where the reports from the site were. I heard Tommy um <laughs> Tommy said that he that he walked downstairs and and like you were like Tommy don't say anything. <laughs> you know. Is that correct? Is that accurate? Yeah, it was uh that could could be could be correct. Depends who you ask. Um all right, let's get into week 4 cuz we don't have a lot of time. And uh Colin, it's your box. So I won't even mention the fact that you you did bet Kansas State last week. I I, I kind of grazed over that yeah. in the intro, but that was a stupid bet. You knew it was a stupid bet. We called it a stupid bet, and yet you still faded me on purpose. I mean, they the almost thing. covered. They almost covered. They almost covered. Here's the thing, Colin. You're too good a better, right, to worry about what I bet. Don't you think? All right, well, why why did you – right, if we're going to talk about stupid bets, you know what was also a stupid bet? Purdue. Purdue. Purdue was Purdue. a classic Big Ten homer homer bet. Purdue was a stupid bet, but I had a legitimate reason for that, why I believed it, and it clearly was the wrong Yeah, but you, your reason was you're a Big Ten homer, and you avoided the lot. No, I told you. I texted you about it, too, a couple days later. Like, I thought, like, A, number one, I bet it early in the week. So I, it was it was an instinct play, and it wasn't a good instinct play. Before? before I, yeah, before I started to realize, like, mm, this, ain't, this probably isn't the right, the right side to be on. But... As I found out later in the week, like I kind of started to convince myself that maybe Syracuse was overrated because they beat down on these really shitty teams and Purdue had played a pretty tough schedule. So, you know, maybe the line was off. The line was not off. 
Although Purdue turned the ball over a bunch. Like, I mean, that game probably could have played out differently, but whatever. It's over. I wouldn't have bet that. That's a game that I probably wouldn't have bet in hindsight. I had the wrong side yeah. there. Yeah. Whatever. It's not like you bet Syracuse, so. Or at least you didn't give it out. No, I didn't. I didn't bet him. I didn't bet him. Your tee box. Where do you want to go to start? Um, start week four. A loaded, an absolutely loaded week four slate. It's a load. It's a loaded slate, but I don't love the games as much as last week. Agreed. Agreed. Like uh, there's not there, there's not a lot of spots. It's a lot of like top matchups. Yeah. Where you've got to have a good feel one way or the other. And that's uh, usually tough because like, usually when you've got two top teams playing each other. There's no real spot edge. Both teams are, are motivated. This is the one that's circled. Like there's no, there's no, yeah, you just have to know which team is better. Yeah. Um, so I will start off with my first play. Um, let's say I'll start with, um, with a good game, a noon, a noon kick an sec matchup. And I'm going to take Auburn plus eight. Um, Still an eight hanging around, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, spot, not really much. A&M is uh, coming off that Miami loss, and then they blew out. uh, Who did did they? It was some some shit team last week. They blew out L.A. Monroe. And Auburn blew out Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Classic. Stanford. Stanford. Whatever. Another another shit team. I like I like Auburn here. I think um there's a coaching edge with you freeze over uh Jimbo Fisher. I I, I kind of don't believe in Jimbo Fisher at all. I like Connor Wegman a little bit, but this defense has looked highly suspect. 48 points to Miami is pretty crazy. They lost Elko uh, two years ago, and the defense has not been the same since then. I think the offense is slightly better, but I don't think they should be laying over a touchdown in a spot. And this is like you went on the road and beat Cal, and, yeah, like that – that was an impressive win, but that wasn't like the first game of the year circled. And I think this is the first game of the year. I know you've got a nice a look ahead to Georgia at home next week, but I don't really think that's a look ahead for this Auburn team. Like they've got to get this done. And when I look at Auburn last year, I'm not a big believer in Payne Thorne, but he's much better than Robbie Ashford and uh, whatever else they were running out at quarterback last year. So I, I, and I, I thought that Auburn team was good outside of a quarterback, and I still believe this team is pretty solid outside of the quarterback. So I think they're live in this game. I'll take this eight. All right. Um, I have, like, zero feel on this game. I haven't even given it a look. Like, I I, I can't tell if, if Texas A&M is really good and Auburn's a little overhyped or if, like, it's com- the complete other way around and Auburn comes back and comes down and destroys them. I don't know. I, I think I choose to think the Texas A&M might be like legit, legit. So that's why I'm, I'm out. Um, yeah, I, I I thought about laying it more than I thought about taking them, but I got I got nothing, nothing for me. But you got Auburn plus eight. Uh, I'm gonna go back to Friday night. I'm taking a bet on Friday night. I actually have two plays on Friday night. Um, the first one I think is a team that 
You've been pretty high on this year. I guess you've been high on both of these teams, but whatever. Take him for I used to be high on both these teams. No, you're high. I think you're still high on one of them. You used to be high on the other one for sure. Um, I'm taking Virginia plus nine and a half. Uh, I don't think I can get a ten. I don't think there are any tens left, which is unfortunate. But... No, there's a, there's there's a ten. Win okay. bet. Or actually, it might be wrong. It's showing ten on the best odds, but I see nine and a half. Actually, no, that's Caesars. Uh, let's see. Let me scroll over. I don't think I can get it. No, it's there. Ten. All right. Is there? Great. Virginia plus ten. Um doesn't really matter because I think they're going to cover nine and a half anyway. Uh, Brennan Armstrong <clears throat> returns as NC State's quarterback on Friday night against a Virginia team that I think we've seen glimmers of hope this year. Uh, they played a really good first half against Maryland. They played a really good second through third quarter against James Madison, but they've also had these these moments of just like complete – collapse and they've turned the ball over and it's been when when things have started going downhill like it's it's been bad but I I I kind of believe in that there's enough talent on this team to to fight when I watch NC State play Notre Dame I think NC State's pretty good on defense but I I think they were overly reliant on Brennan Armstrong and like you know they went into a really tough atmosphere against a bad football team week one and we're kind of locked into a duel with UConn. All we've seen from UConn is that they are back to being one of the worst teams in college football. So I'm I'm kind of what the fuck was I thinking that UConn minus seven last week? Me too. But like I'm kind of under the under the impression that NC State might not be all that good. Like they might be kind of a like I don't relax with that. No, no, no. I'm I'm not not a shot. Notre Dame killed them. But like I, I and that was a hype spot for NC State. That's not a Notre Dame shot. But like I think that that that's legitimately on the table. And I don't know. NC State's playing Virginia. Like this is Virginia's zero three. Like what? What does Virginia do for anybody in the ACC? But for Virginia, this is a Friday night game under the lights, and your one-time superstar quarterback is coming back to town as an ACC rival. And I think Virginia's gonna be ready. I mean, if they can't get up for this game, then they're then they might as well pack it in. And I haven't been really heavy on Virginia all year. I, you know, I know there are some of us on the pod that have bet them every game. Um, I, I think if you bet them every game, you definitely can't hop off the wagon now because I think this is the best spot you're going to get them all year. Um, but No, the best spot was JMU plus six. They should have won that game. They should have won that game, but I, I think they're live actually to win Friday night. Um, weird things happen in the ACC on Friday nights. Weird things happen. That's true. In the ACC. So weird I'm, things happen in the ACC a lot because it's it's not a great conference. Yeah. Although this year it's not bad. I might, I'm going to bookmark that. I might – Maybe I'll cut up an intro of like really hot takes and we can, and I can start adding that, changing up our, our, our intro. intro. That might I don't be know. Pretty, a lot of people might... tell me they just listened for the intro. Really? <laughs> Is that a joke? I can't tell if you're being serious. <laughs> no, no, I am being serious, but they're more just taking a shot at us. That's a, that's hurtful. That's hurtful. I know. Sorry. Who we was, got our loyal listeners. I'm curious. We got, who we got Beery. Beery's our one loyal listener. Yeah. Barry listens twice. He hears it live through the through the door, and then he hears it again. And he listens again. <laughs> All right, Virginia plus ten is a play for me. Are you coming yeah, along on that, Colin? No, 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 no. I, I've bet on Virginia three straight weeks. I can't do it again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I, I, I agree. Like ten is a pretty nice number to get there. But I also want 
NC State to be good. So I hope they blow them out. Fair. And I thought I was high on NC State, so I'm not. I'm I'm holding out hope that NC State is good, and there's a look ahead against UConn, and Notre Dame's really good. Fair. You you as a fan, you have every right to believe that. As a better, that doesn't fit my narrative for this week. What's your next play? My next play, I'm going to go to a game that I loved last year, and they fucking screwed me. But I love it again this year, and they're not going to screw me. I'm taking the rut, plus 24, in Ar- Ann Arbor, and Jim Harbaugh's first game back. First of all, fuck Michigan. Michigan fucking sucks. Um all this shit they're doing for Harbaugh, the free Harbaugh shit, like fucking J.J. McCarthy showing out, like putting a free Harbaugh, lining it up in like a, a, a straight line for Harbaugh. It's a fucking bunch of bullshit. Michigan it suspended him themselves. This isn't like a fucking imposed sanction. He's not dead. He's coming back. And you suspended him for the three fucking worst games in a fucking shitty ass out of conference schedule. Like, what the fuck is that? I hope they fucking lose. First of all, I always want Michigan to lose, but uh, fuck that. That first thing. And then second thing, uh, Rucker, Rutgers looks good. Rutgers defense, I think I think they're they're playing really well. This is going to be the best uh, defense Michigan has played all year. They haven't really done anything offensively. And I know everybody's saying they're just – they're just waiting. Every single person is like, oh, Michigan's just waiting. And to be fair, to extend, they are just waiting because – they haven't had a hard run, and they haven't had to beat any of these teams. But they've been throwing a ton in these games, and their running game has struggled. And their running game struggled against the past two, the past three teams with not great fronts. Rutgers has a pretty good front seven. This is a team that's given Michigan trouble in the past. I, I think this is there's even though Rutgers is three and zero, I think they're still going to be overlooked a little bit. Like this isn't a game at noon in Ann Arbor that's going to be a particularly loud crowd or a uh, crazy environment that the team is hyped up for. I think they think they can just shut out Rutgers and win 31-0. And that, that, that's, that's pretty much what Michigan thinks. They're like, okay, this might be a little tough offensively, but defensively we should have no problem. I think Rutgers' offense has been a little bit better. Wimsat has been a little bit better. Not great. The running game has been pretty solid. And I, I, I mean, I just like the defense. I think they bottle them up. I think JJ two two picks last week after having insane efficiency in the first two games. The reason I think they threw so much is first to get JJ good, but that's always a bad sign. Whenever Notre Dame would throw a ton to try and help their quarterback learn how to throw, they didn't really learn how to throw. They just weren't that that good at it. Uh, to be fair, he was solid, but. I, I think they're going to struggle to run because their offensive line is still not fully formed. And Rutgers has a much better secondary than any team they've p- played. I think this could be a dogfight, uh, maybe a 17-7 final score, maybe 24-7. doesn't matter. 24 points you cover. Um, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I hope they win outright. I think Rutgers has a chance to win this game outright. Maybe that's just the the bias talking, but I don't want to get ahead of myself and I'm not – that's not really what I'm – because like, Rutgers hasn't played a team like Michigan, obviously yet, but Rutgers also played a much harder schedule than Michigan's played. Like I understand Northwestern's not very good. I understand Virginia Tech's not very good. Like I get that they're not, like that they're probably bottom of the conference teams in their respective leagues, but they're also power conference teams. Like it's not, you know, you you don't have like one of the worst teams in college football coming in. Um, 
And like, like Wimsett's been more than just a little bit better. Like he's fourth in the Big Ten in QBR. Like he hasn't turned the ball over. He's done everything they've asked him to do. He's running the ball effectively. And Kyle Manungai is sixth in the nation in rushing yards. So the offense, while it hasn't been like super explosive, it's been pretty good. You know, in just my opinion, it's been better than better than anybody is really expected. It's significantly better than it's been the last. We scored thirty five points last game against Virginia Tech. You know, I mean, Virginia Tech's got a pretty yeah. good defense too. Like, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. That's fair. Virginia Tech, the one knock on them would be their offense, not their defense. Their defense has been solid. That's Brent Pry's calling card as well. Yeah. And I, I, and, don't think- I mean, the other thing I like, I, I didn't get to watch this game, so I'm going to defer to you on this, but Virginia Tech benched Grant Wells, right? Keon Drones started yeah. at quarterback. And he gave he gave Rutgers some trouble. But, but I think that makes that win a lot better because – I think Virginia Tech is actually going to be a team that I'm going to want to buy back on a little bit now that they've made the quarterback switch because as my uh, tried and true uh, strategy of fade shit quarterbacks, uh, their shit quarterback is on the bench. So now it's time to buy. Buy good quarterbacks. And, I mean, he he moved the ball to Rutgers a little bit, according to our local expert, Toop. So. Yeah. He, he was impressive. He I don't think, I don't think Rutgers was prepared so much for his mobility. I think they thought Wells was going to play, but whatever. Um, and here's the, but here's the other thing, right? Yeah. You talk about Rutgers defense. We haven't even seen nearly anything close to the best of this Rutgers defense. You know, like we've got bodies for days on the D line and we just haven't gotten after the passer yet. And I, I really think Rutgers has, has been hiding some things um, for this. I think Greg hates Harbaugh. Like I think, I think Greg, I think Greg absolutely despises him. And I think he wants nothing more. Who, does, than who, who, who among us doesn't hate Harbaugh? <laughs> he lives with you. That's who. That's who doesn't hate Harbaugh. There's some people beyond saving. Yeah, I. Uh, I think it's a good, good look from just a pure matchup perspective. Rutgers has. I mean, look, the second half of 2021. I mean, Michigan. Michigan went to the college football playoff the last two years. Rutgers beat them in Ann Arbor in the second half of 2021, and beat them in at SHI Stadium in the first half last year. Like, I understand it doesn't work that way, but. You've played, you know, if you played four halves of football, Rutgers has won, has has won two of them. You know, I know that's really not how it works, but like, it's just something to consider. All right, let's move on. Um, I, I wish you luck, Kyle. I hope Rutgers gives him a gives him a fight. I just want to see the Scarlet Knights just be in the game and have a chance to win it. Um, and if they have a chance to win it, that would be pretty fucking sick. Okay, Rutgers plus 24 for you, Colin. My next play, I'm going to stay on Friday night. Uh, I'm taking San Jose State plus three and a half at home against um, at home against Air Force. So I, I did a little bit of research into this game after Air Force dominated, like absolutely dominated Utah State last week. And um, Air Force has struggled against Utah State the last couple of years. So I think that was a really big game for them against a, a, a fellow mountain school. Now they play San Jose State, who I, I know we were both kind of high on coming into this year. Um, Siobhan Cordero, one of the best quarterbacks in the Mountain West. They've played an extremely, extremely hard schedule. Um, played USC, played Oregon State, went on the road and played like Toledo, who's the best team in the MAC, And that's like a really hard road trip for San Jose State. So they're one and three, but they're like a deceptive one and three because they played two top 15 teams in the country and went on the road and played a max school and lost by four in a really close game. Covered the spread. Now they come back home under the lights. 
Mountain West Conference opener against an Air Force team that's generally one of the top teams in the conference. I like San Jose State. I think they're live in this football game. Um, we haven't seen we haven't seen them really in in a spot like this all season because they've played such a tough schedule. Now I think it it comes back to the norm. Um, and I think they still might be one of the best teams in the Mountain West. And I like that they've challenged themselves at a conference, and now they come back with, I think, with some confidence heading into conference play. So Friday night, San Jose State. I think it's plus three and a half. Yeah, plus three and a half. Yeah. I actually haven't really looked at this. Uh, that's a nice little look right there. <laughs> that's what I do. I find these nice little looks. Plus three and a half, too. Fuck it. How come? <laughs> you sure you don't want to do a little bit more research as the week goes on? No, no, I, I like it. I, I like the spot. I was, I mean, th- this is one of the overs I looked, I, I locked. I locked up San Jose State. Uh, I mean, I'm. I like. I, I think there might it might be a little uh, a, a little market might be a little down on Air Force just because of uh, the Sam Houston game. Because I mean, Sam Houston I think is actually pretty good. But give me the three and the hook at home with the better quarterback. I. I, I why not? Why not? I'm. I'm there. I don't think the market's down in Air Force. They're three and zero, and they just beat the shit out of Utah State last week. Yeah, that's true. That was I mean, a lot of people were on Utah State too, so I think that's going to be a um, might it might be a little bit of a buyback, you know, like an overreaction on that part. But I mean, the thirteen zero, I think Sam Houston State's pretty good, if evidenced by how Air Force and BYU have performed. Your next play. Uh oh. What's this? What's what's Steelers pick six, baby? Steelers, Steelers pick, pick six, six first touchdown. <laughs> Cash the fucking bet, baby. Cash it. Cash it. Cash it. Cash it. Let's fucking go. This is why you listen. Because I'm a fucking genius. What's your next play in college football, please? This is what happens when we record on Monday nights when there's other stuff going on. There's completely disconnected. Um Cincinnati plus 14 and a half at home in Nippert off the loss to Miami of Ohio. I think Cincinnati was overlooking Miami of Ohio a little bit. I think that um, I think that Oklahoma has been tested by SMU, but when SMU is the only team that you've been tested by, it's not Great, and they 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 struggled to score against SMU. I think Cincinnati's defense is still pretty solid. Uh, I think they completely overlooked a rivalry game, getting ready for this big noon kickoff. Everything's going to be going crazy, and they they screw themselves. And now you're getting a whole a whole two touchdowns and a hook because of it. So I couldn't be more happy. Uh, I think they cover. I think I think they might be live. Wow. Not for me. Really? Yeah. I think Oklahoma's on a mission. Yeah, I think Oklahoma sucks. So I think they're doing what they did last year where they blow out shit teams. Yeah, maybe. I I, I don't think Cincinnati's all that good. They won at Pitt. We didn't see anything really impressive from Pitt against West Virginia. Yeah, well, because Pitt has a shit quarterback. Fade shit quarterbacks. I, I, I don't know if this is the spot. Like Oklahoma, I think on um, big noon, I think they want to announce to the world that they're legit. And 
I don't know. I don't think Cincinnati's all that special. Like obviously they just lost to Miami, Ohio. I I can't I can't get there. This is just like I get the spot, I get the idea, but I don't see a look ahead for Oklahoma. I don't see like a letdown for Oklahoma. Like I just see them like a train kind of running through. I can I, I just think Cincinnati's the next, you know, American Athletic Conference caliber team that's next on the schedule, even though it's a, a Big Twelve football game. So um I'm out. I'm out on Cincinnati. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to go next? Uh, I will move into Saturday for the first time. Saturday noon slate. Um, there are two games that are on my radar, but I will start with the real stink bomb game first. Uh, I'm taking Vanderbilt team that's own four against the spread, two and two overall, plus fourteen and a half at home against Kentucky. Um, been looking for the right time to by Kentucky and I don't think this is the week to do it because they play Florida next week and Kentucky and Florida have formed this kind of rivalry um, in the SEC East Florida after the big win against Tennessee has moved into the top 25 so I think Kentucky might have a little bit of a look ahead against Vanderbilt even though they lost at at home to Vanderbilt last year Vanderbilt has not looked good this year they're two and two Um, they barely beat Hawaii on opening night they looked very bad and they lost to a Wake Forest team that I'm not really sold on. And then they turned the ball over, I think, four times last week in a loss at UNLV. But um, I think those were all really weird spots, right? You had back-to-back road games, road at Wake Forest, and road at, lost at, at UNLV in Vegas. Now they come back home, traditional SEC home game uh, against a, an SEC East rival and a Kentucky team that hasn't done anything yet this year. I mentioned the look ahead against Florida, but even though it's a team that I'm kind of high on, not been impressive through their first three games. Like they beat Ball State and Akron and Eastern Kentucky and like never really looked dominant um, or like over the top dominant. And they've got Florida and Georgia as their next two games. So like, I think it's easy to to look ahead. I think we're, we got a chance here with Vanderbilt. I think they're live outright um, trying to get back on track in SEC play. So give me Vandy plus 14 and a half. Uh, I'm not there yet. I, I'm I'm a little worried about Vanderbilt. I, I the quarterback play is pretty suspect. They did he's, put up a lot of points last he year. He threw for 300 but, yards. Yeah, I know. But that if you look at their games last year, the games they lost was when Seals was starting, and then when they went to Mike Wright, that's when they started to win games. Uh, like they beat Kentucky when Mike Wright started. So that that's the worry for me. Is I I, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I would definitely wouldn't lay with Kentucky, especially right before uh, Florida. Definitely look at spot. I might get there eventually, but I'm not there right now. Okay. For my next game, I will go to. Let's see. I'll go to. The night slate. Oh, all let's right. Go, let's go real late night. Real let's late night. 10 30 game. And it's a shitty 10 30 slate. What 10 30 game are you about to find here? Let's uh let's take a team that I have been trying to fade. Oh, I see. Okay. Unsuccessfully. Two times already this year. And you know what? I'm not going to go down with a, without a fight. <laughs> Give me 
the Cal Golden Bears plus 21 and a half on the road in Seattle at 1030. Washington off of a long trip to East Lansing, now back for a night game. Cal just been chilling, right, after the North Texas. They lost a tight game to Auburn. They beat Idaho, who's a pretty good team in the FCS. If you didn't notice, the week before they smacked Nevada, and Nevada just gave Kansas all sorts of issues last week. Um, I, I think this team is is pretty good. I think the matchup is really good. This is what Cal does. They drag these teams into the muck. If there's anything that um, Wilcox is good at, it's having a good secondary. I think they should be able to keep Washington in front of them. I think they should be able to run. Sam Jackson's been somewhat electric. Uh, and these spreads have just been massive, and Washington's just been easily covering. I think this is the game where they finally get stuck in the mud a little bit, and they have to fight off a close one. Hmm. Hmm. Weren't looking at that? I haven't looked at that at all, but like because the 1030 slate is such dog shit, that might be an interesting look. The, the, the look I really have on um, against Washington is next week when they have to play Arizona. But um, no, you make a lot of sense. Washington's a they're they're a wagon though. Like they are a wagon. It's been it's it hasn't been great betting against them. They've I I think I saw a metric that if you took out if you removed um preseason priors, they're the best team in the country so far this season. Oh, I would I would one hundred percent agree. People say Notre Dame uh, has looked like insanely good, but it's. It's definitely Washington. What they've done against Boise State and Michigan State is way more impressive than anything Notre Dame's done. Yeah. I would say, like, Penn State's also probably up there. It's, like, teams that have really looked really, really, really good. Um, I'm not there right now, but, like, if there's any late-night game on on Saturday night that I'm going to be looking to bet, it's probably Cal. Um, Justin Wilcott, he, that's, he's a wagon. Late night, West Coast. How, what happened in this game last year? Washington won by seven. Washington Very tight seven game. At Cal, tight game. Yeah. Hmm. Now they have three touchdowns. Nothing for me here, but on my radar. You've now put it on my radar, and it and it previously was not on my radar. Uh, all right, my last pick in the noon slate. Um, kind of going chronologically today. I don't. I don't really know why, but whatever. I'm thinking Clemson plus two and a half against Florida State. Um, I don't really have a good reason for this. You want to talk about on-field? Like, I can't really give you on-field justification. Florida State's generally looked really good, except for the second half last week at Boston College. And Clemson has looked pretty bad. And, like, Dabo's catching all types of shit and flack. But, like, at the end of the day, this is a chance for Clemson to go out and remind the country um, who's boss. I still believe in Clemson on Clemson's talent, their defense, their run game. And I think Florida State might be just a little bit overrated because, I mean, you and I both felt like LSU kind of gave that game away opening night was probably the better football team than Florida State. So I, I think this is a really tough, tough game for Florida State to go on the road, laying points with all this hype on them. They now have this college football playoff hype, and they really need to win these games to keep that that national title hope alive. I think this is a tough game. Like Clemson's going to be rocking at noon, and uh, I like the Tigers plus two and a half. I, I think they're. They're live to win outright. Um, hopefully it 
ends up popping back to three, I don't think it will. So I'll take the two and a half. Yeah. yeah I, I doubt the three. I'm here with you. Is this the first consensus play? Second. San Jose Second. State. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I don't regret, regret that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, Florida State struggled last week and look ahead. I know, like, flu, we could say whatever you want. Uh, it, Boston College is not a good team. It's not a great team to struggle with. Um, I think Clemson, they got beat by Duke, but they were in that game a lot closer than the score um, said. I wouldn't say it was nearly a bad as bad of a blowout as it appears. And I think you really shouldn't ha- see Florida State laying points in Death Valley. Even though it's a noon game, place is going to be electric. I think they're going to give them uh, all sorts of hell. And maybe it just took a little while for Garrett Riley to figure out this offense because it's been putting up points recently. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Consensus play Clemson plus two and a half. You're up. Next play. All right. Um, I will go to the ACC and do the opposite of my strategy. <laughs> um, so I think you know where that where I'm, that means I'm going. Good context clues. Yeah, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh, and I'm going to take Pitt, and I'm taking with the eight at home against UNC. I think uh, UNC's they look passable against South Carolina. They beat App State. They just handled Minnesota. I think this is a really tough spot now to come back after that Minnesota game, go onto the road to a wounded pit who's lost two games in a row and lay over a touchdown. It's 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 way too many points. Uh, Pitt's live here. I know Turkovic sucks, but you don't need – a good quarterback, if he can run the ball, I still believe UNC is going to be kind of soft against the run. Uh, I think they're going to be able to move the ball on them, and I think their defense is going to give some problems to Drake May. Uh, so I'll take the points. Um, Yeah, that is a consensus play. One of my favorite plays of the week is Pitt. A lot of the reasons that you said like make a lot of sense. Um I mean, Pitt, they lost to Cincinnati in what was a tough spot. Then they went to West Virginia and just played really poorly and lost. And now backs against the wall. And, like, this is just where Narduzzi seems to thrive. Like, this isn't the first time that we've seen it. And I don't think UNC – I'm going to get to this in a little bit. But I don't think UNC has been that impressive this year either. Like, I, it might be a kind of a hot take, but I just – I don't think they that's, all... that's, that, that's That's the spite of a man who's, who's lost two bets on them against them. It's, it's possible. It's very possible. But I'm – you know – it's gonna take a lot more to kill me, you know. Like, yeah. I'm gonna keep... just, just, just like me and um, just like me and uh, Washington. You know, we, if there's one thing on the hook and ladder that we are, it's stubborn. We're very stubborn, extremely stubborn, <laughs> definitely to a fault. Um, Pitt beat UNC the last two times they played in Pittsburgh. Um, before that, really close game in Chapel Hill, really close game in Pitt, like a ton of one possession games. Like actually, before last year. They played one possession games in every game dating back to 1998, which is like kind of insane. And last year's game was a one possession game through three quarters. UNC just outscored Pitt 21 nothing in the fourth at Chapel Hill. So I think it's going to be a, a really tight game. People are super high on UNC. Drake May, I guess they're playing well on paper, but 
South Carolina game felt like a close game. Minnesota game, even to me, I, I wasn't watching the game. I was just kind of following it on my phone. It felt like Minnesota had a chance to, to hang in that game. And obviously they needed overtime to beat App State. So that's their first real road test. Um, I don't know. Pitt is not an easy place to play. They're going to be really hungry and they're experienced. They know what they want to do. This is a test. So I, I like Pitt plus the eight. I'm right there with you. I think they're alive. They might be a, the, the first leg of the grease lay for me this week. Colin. The greens, yeah. I could definitely see it. Um, my next play is going to be. Um, <laughs> this is a pretty pretty rocky looking spot, man. But I just love this type of shit. I bet this team last week. They looked terrible. They got destroyed. I loved the spot last week. Absolutely adored it, and it was obviously not a good look. Um, but I don't really care because I'm going right back to the well with Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State won their first two games of the season. Mel Tucker had this scandal last week. Might have been a distraction. I don't know. I bet I bet Michigan State with Washington coming to town. I, I thought it was a perfect spot. Um, turns out Washington's just awesome, and Michigan State might be brutally terrible. But here's the thing. Maryland's coming to town, laying seven and a half, eight points in spots. And, Colin, I asked you last week after – Maryland ran away from Virginia in the uh, in the second half of that game. I said very specifically. I sent you a text. I said, "Is Maryland bad?" And your answer was, "Yes." No. You said yes, and then you 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 then you went back on your word and said, "Well, not bad, but not good either." <laughs> right. I thought I said no. Should we go back and find the proof? Let's see. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking it up right now. Is Maryland Maryland? This is the content that they live for on the on the hook and ladder. Here we go. Maryland, good or bad? Bad. Ah! Not bad. That's unfair, but not good. That's what I just said, right? No, you said I said good. Oh, I meant bad. Yeah, my first thing was that they were bad. Yeah, and then yeah. I said that's unfair. They're not bad, but they're not good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's that's what I meant to say. Whatever you just said is what I meant to say. It makes my point even stronger. I don't think Maryland's all that special. I think Michigan State, after getting destroyed in a hype spot against Washington, I think everybody's kind of in this camp that Michigan State is completely terrible. Well, they fired Mel Tucker for good. He's no longer a distraction. Now let's see what they do with it. I kind of believe in the talent in this roster. You can't convince me that Maryland is like far and away more talented. Maryland's undefeated. They just blew out Virginia, but I, I think it, it, the score looks worse than it actually was. I mean, that was – I mean, Virginia was leading 14 nothing, and Maryland had a kick-return touchdown to kind of bring them back into the game. So, I don't know. This might be kind of my Maryland hate, but it's not because I also hate Michigan State. So, you know, both these teams could rot in hell, but for, for my money, I think Michigan State is going to be in this football game. So, I'm taking State plus eight. Eight plus eight. Yeah, I will uh I'll unfortunately be along. Oh nice. I I I I, uh, I, I wasn't gonna do it. And then then I remembered watching that UVA game and they got down to a 14 nothing zero start, the same thing they did against Biff Koji, and now they're on the road. If they get down to a 14-0 start, I think there's gonna be some problems and right if 
if, if you were to look at Michigan State preseason, the strength of the team, defensive line, weakness of Maryland is on the offensive front, offensive line. Same defensively, the defensive line is not great. Um, look, I think Talia is pretty good, but it does seem pretty asinine to have Michigan State get eight points at home against Maryland. Against, I mean, admittedly, Washington was a really bad matchup. It was a really bad matchup last year. It was a really bad matchup this year because their secondary still sucks. And, yeah, Talia, a bit of a problem for a secondary, but he's more short crossers than he is chuck it deep. Yeah. Um, well said. Okay, cool. Nice. Consensus play, Michigan State plus eight. I didn't expect that to be a consensus play. Yeah, I, I was. It was a. It was a last second decision right there. What's your next play? My next play. I will go to. Um, I don't believe this is going to be a consensus play, so I'll go to this and see what you're thinking. I <laughs> am going to take a team that we have a bet on in the season going on the road and getting points. I'm going to take UCLA plus five at Utah. Uh, Rising status, still uncertain. I wouldn't probably not bet this right now. I think you should wait because if Rising's announced in, this line is going to grow. And if Rising's announced out, it will fall. But I mean, then you're looking at a UCLA outright win. So I, I think this is this is pretty much they they don't I don't think they really know if he's playing or not. I think the fact that it started at eight down to five, I think that's a little bit of an indication. But look, I like this UCLA team. I think their defense has looked really good. Dante Moore has looked really good in the offense. I, they fucking handled Utah last year. I think Chip Kelly's kind of got the scheme figured out to to beat Utah's defense. And, I mean, this is a team I'm really high on, so I'm, I'm trying to take them in as many spots as possible, and this is a spot I like. So uh, I'm there. Yeah. I'm not betting this game. Like my, my instinct is Utah, but I, I think the line is – Telling you UCLA is pretty live here, so I'm uh, I'm staying away. Um, I think it's hard to bet against Utah at home. They've got one of the best home field advantages in college football, but to be honest, they 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 haven't really been all that impressive this year. I mean, they barely escaped Baylor. You know, they beat Florida opening opening night, and like I guess it looked on paper like they blew them out. Or at least, at least it looked. If you were watching the game, like they blew them out, but on paper, they they really didn't. I want nothing to do with this game. Um, I want Utah to win. I might find myself on Utah laying the points, but I don't. I don't really feel good about it right now, so I'm I'm staying away. Uh, UCLA plus five for you, though. Good game, really good game. Yeah, that's a that's a great game. Uh, I don't have very many more, but I do have one more that I absolutely love. So <laughs> I'm gonna go right to it. Uh, I loved Missouri last week. Biggest bet I've placed all season. Biggest college ball bet I've placed, uh, I think, in my lifetime. Um, and, you know, Brady Cook and the boys, they were balling. Uh, they didn't just cover. They got the outright dub for me, too. Huge part of the grease lay. You know, I was high on Missouri from the jump this year. Talked about them 
as a, as a potential win total over team, um, a sneaky, sneaky threat in the SEC East. And I knew, I knew from the beginning of the year they were going to beat Kansas State at home. I just knew it. It was a perfect spot for him. But like, here's the thing. Everybody in that program knew it. Everybody in that fan base knew it. That's why they sold at the building. That's why they were ridiculously hyped up. Everybody going crazy for that game. And they did it. They climbed the mountain. They beat Kansas State. They're rivals from right across the border. And now what? What's your reward? You got to play a really talented Memphis team on a neutral site. I'm going to flip it over and I'm going to take Memphis plus the points. Memphis plus seven and a half maybe out there, maybe seven. Let me take a quick look, see what I can get. Uh, Memphis last – all right, I'll take the seven. That's fine. Memphis last week um, looked really, really bad against Navy, but, like, you pegged it. Um, I don't know if you told the pod, the listeners about it on the podcast, maybe you breezed over it, but, like, you know, offline, like, you, you know, you talked about it. Navy – tends to play well against Memphis. They're always tough to prepare for in a short week. And Navy was completely in that football game. And then Memphis. And Navy actually does not play well against Memphis. Memphis, sure? Memphis Yeah, yeah. They Memphis kind of owns Navy for whatever well, reason. Well, not last week. But not, not, yeah, not this week. I mean, this was more of the short week. Navy, a lot of prep. And I think Memphis was, they probably weren't overlooking it because you can't overlook a service academy. But they're definitely looking forward to this game. Yeah, but Memphis came away with the win, and now they, here they are with an opportunity to play an SEC team in a game that I think Missouri is completely live on. This is a uh, – for whatever the great spot was for Missouri last week, this is now a primo letdown spot for him, and Memphis avoided the letdown the week before, right, in the look-ahead spot against Navy, and now here they are with a chance to to get a win. And this is on the neutral side. It's not even at Missouri, which is like – I can't believe the spread is seven. I think Memphis is going to win this football game. I feel very – very confident that Memphis is going to win this football game. You know, this will definitely be part of the grease lay, and this might catch a catch a bet on the money line. So, yeah. um, I like Memphis plus seven. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, everything you said. Let down spot. Not in-state rivals, but, like, it definitely has a little bit of that big brother, little brother feel. Memphis is pretty close to Missouri. Um you think Colin Memphis like gets pissed off as a program that they're not in the SEC? With yeah, I mean, I, I think, I team? think, I think, yes, I think a lot of them get pissed off. I think they look at Missouri and they're like, "What the fuck is this Big Twelve team doing in the SEC?" Yeah. Like we're, I think they probably think that we're and just as good as Missouri. Yeah. And I don't think it's a a crazy thought to think that. The only difference is that Memphis has Tennessee in their state, and Missouri has nobody else. Um. So yeah, I, I like the seven, and I think uh, I think the lot. They're gonna give them a hell of a fight. Yep. All right, consensus play Memphis plus seven. Next up. All right. Let's see. What do I got? What do I got left? Don't have a ton, but you do have a couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop stalling and give us one of them. Um. Yeah, let me go and take Iowa plus 14 and a half in the whiteout against Penn State. Um, I think I think Iowa is a little better than people have thought. And I, I, I didn't not like they're not different than any other Iowa team. Except that their quarterback is, is semi-competent. Their offense is still pretty shitty and they ran that score up last week. The end of the game to try and keep uh, 
Brian Ferentz's job. But I think they're going to give a lot of problems to Penn State offensively. I didn't think Penn State looked good at all offensively last week, right? Like with the amount of turnovers, they were mentioning this on the cover three, that score should have been like 55 to 13. But Illinois kept getting stops and forcing um, – they, they kept getting stops and forcing uh, field goals. I think this is a game. Cade McNamara, he's very familiar with Penn State. He's familiar with this defense. Um, he's familiar with this environment. I think it's going to be crazy rowdy. They're going to be going nuts. But over two touchdowns, in my opinion, is too much to lay. This was a game I was kind of looking at Penn State preseason to back here. But I think this line has gotten too big. Um I, I just don't see how Penn State beats them by over two touchdowns. I think two touchdowns is probably right where it ends up. But I, I don't really see Iowa winning this game, but I think there's a lot of chances this is a rock fight. Okay. Iowa plus 14 and a half. I agree. I think um, Iowa might be able to I'm, – I'm not betting this, not a consensus play, unfortunately. I think Penn State's really good, and I think Iowa might have some – might be a little bit broken, but I – I agree. I was going to try to turn this into something really nasty. Um, and we saw Penn State kind of get stuck in the mud last week against Illinois. They ended up pulling away late, but in a game that was a little little gross and a little you know turnover prone and defense oriented, like Illinois was in that game in the third quarter in a tight game. So I, I can see Iowa hanging in there. It's just a whiteout is a is a zoo, and and I think Penn State might be. I mean, they don't have very many of these this year. I don't know. There's how for whatever reason their schedule sets up where Penn State doesn't have very many of these home hype spots. So I have a hard time believing they don't come out, you know, really, really ready. So oh, they'll be, they'll be, they'll, they'll be, be fired up. Yeah. So I, and, I'm not touching it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much tapped out. I can probably find like one or two more. Um, but I'm curious if you have more with your, like, you, Colin, you need a haircut, dude. I'm sorry. I just like, you look like, yeah, relax. like, oh, like relax. <laughs> I'm just looking at you across the Zoom screen, and I'm like, "What is this? When are you getting the haircut?" I'm going out a mullet. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have any others, or, or I'm I'm close to tapped. Let me see if I want to. There's a couple I'm looking at. I'm looking at Tech plus five and a half at Marshall. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on that? No thoughts. No thoughts. No thoughts. I'm looking at um, Georgia Tech plus four. Interesting on the road at the at Wake. Line's pretty interesting, I think. Interesting. And um, I I wanted to take that at six and a half when it opened. Yeah. And now that it's come down to four, I'm like. Man, it's a really interesting line movement, but I'm pissing. I mean, Georgia, Wake Forest should have lost to Old Dominion. They had a crazy comeback. Yeah. And they struggled against uh, Vanderbilt the week before and yeah. struggled against Elon. Elon, yeah. I don't know. Also, I mean, if you look at that Georgia Tech game, like they were in that game with Old Miss. They just, I, I want to say it was 17. 24-17 in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. And Ole Miss, 17-24, 10 minutes to go in the fourth. Wow. 
And then Ole Miss kind of put it on him late. I mean, it's pretty pretty classic Lane Kiffin to score 21 points in the last six minutes. Yeah. Well, now that you say spread. that, now you say that, that that's a great segue into one play that I've been thinking about, thinking about doing. Bama haven't done it yet, but haven't haven't actually placed the bet yet. But I'll I'll give it out on the pod because I can see myself being on it. Uh, yeah, Alabama minus seven. Um, my roommate, Alabama fan, Alabama alum, Tommy. Uh, Tommy said, sat down on the couch. Said to me today. Alabama is only minus seven or is, is minus seven. I can't believe they're minus seven. Like, how are they, how are they giving that many points? He thinks Ole Miss should be favored. That tells you all you need to know about the Alabama fan state of affairs right now. Here's the deal. Jalen Milrow's back. He's starting a quarterback. They escaped South Florida with some of the worst quarterback play I've seen in a long time. And I, you know, as a Rutgers fan, I see a lot. You of know, you know, if, if you were watching Notre Dame the past couple of years, you, you could see it. You should have seen those quarterbacks. Drew Pine fucking stinking it up in Arizona State. Buckner stinking it up down in Florida. It was a full-on stink show. Well, Milrose coming back for Alabama. I, I think they're going to be angry. I don't think Ole Miss is all that good. You just said it. They needed a, a miraculous late comeback to – not comeback, but like late heroics to cover the spread. Um, they needed a miraculous comeback to beat Tulane when they were without their starting quarterback. Now they got to go to Bryant-Denny Stadium and – and beat Alabama and like people are down on Alabama. Like when is anybody ever down on Alabama? Alabama was minus seven two weeks ago against Texas. Texas is a top five team in the country right now. I I'm going to take Alabama minus seven. I think they come out hungry and I think there's a chance they blow the doors off of, off of Ole Miss. Rammer jammer. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get the play. I get everything about it. I just can't, I can't get there yet. If, if a six and a half, Pops, I might, I may be able to talk myself into it, but uh, not, not right now. Anything else you want to give out? Because there are so many other good games that we can, we can just kind of do quick little one two. Touch on, yeah. Actually, I'm going to give this out. Okay. Um, I, I like this. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to take uh, Kansas State and I'm going to lay the six with them at home. Okay. With UCF Town, uh, bounce back spot for Kansas State, UCF. Uh, Three and zero, barely beat Boise. I mean, I guess they played pretty well. Reese Plum- Plumley, I believe, is out. Oh, out last game. It was Timmy McLean, who actually might be better. But um, <laughs> either way, backup quarterback, first start. You know, he's not expected to play. Not Reese Plumley isn't, so it's going to be McLean. Yeah, backup quarterback McLean's from South Florida, uh, going into a crazy environment like Bill Snyder. Eight o'clock. They're gonna be hyped up. They're gonna be fired up. I think um, they're gonna be pissed about that loss, and I think they're gonna be looking to put it on to uh, UCF. I, I just don't. I think I think this game uh, has a potential to be uh, to be ugly. So I'll lay it. Okay, I'll give you Kansas State minus six. Um, I'm not there. I'm not there. I see it. I, I see the reasoning, but uh, I don't know. Not for me. Uh, all right, let me just quickly run through these because there are a bunch, and I do want to get your thoughts on on a lot of these. Uh, Friday night, Wisconsin is laying five and a half, six, six and a half at Purdue. Did you have any interest in in a side here? Both teams have looked really meh to start the season. Um, I'm kind of interested in, in uh, Purdue. 
okay. at home, right? Like, why? What has Wisconsin done to lay this many points at home? I, I get Purdue is not a great team, but when you look at what they've done, right? They they lost to Fresno, pretty good. They beat Virginia Tech on the road. I mean, I don't think we're anybody's high on Virginia Tech, but they were kind of dominating that game until the uh, rain delay. Then Virginia Tech came down and made it, clo- made it close. And they lost to a Syracuse team at home. Syracuse might be pretty good. I, I think that's a I think that's a real possibility. And now it's a back-to-back home spot, night game again. I think they're going to be fired up. And look, Wisconsin won 35-14 and covered against Georgia Southern. But they were outgained in that game. 455 yards to 451. It was 14-7 in the third quarter. Um, there was six turnovers to zero. Georgia Southern, Davis ran through five picks, and I think they had a fumble. And Wisconsin never turned the ball over, and they barely covered that. Uh, it, it does kind of seem like you should be on Purdue here. Do you want it? Yeah. This is where we get into trouble. We've avoided doing this during the <laughs> – <laughs> But this is where we get into some trouble. But whatever I do, I want your thoughts on a lot of these games. Uh, I'm not there, but I'm intrigued. Um, SMU plus six and a half at TCU on Saturday. Wait, do we think a do we think a seven is coming on that, or do we, do you think I should pull on the six? I think six and a half. Can you get a six and a half? Yeah, Fandle. I think six and a half feels like a pretty good number. <laughs> it opened at seven. It's kind of been coming down. I think six and a half is probably the the bet. Yeah. Okay. Um, SMU is plus six and a half at TCU. We've both been pretty impressed with SMU so far this season. TCU looked good last week at Houston, but Houston might just be really, really bad. Um, I'm intrigued by SMU. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I mean, a little bit of a – it's like they're still going to be pissed off about – they're going to be – they're going to be pissed off about – him leaving, Sonny Dykes leaving yeah. for for TCU. They ended the rivalry also, right? You saw that? They're not going to play SMU anymore. Oh, I didn't realize that. Who Whose call was that, TCU's? Yeah. And they're in the Big 12, SMU. I, I guess now they're in the ACC, but they, they announced the ending before hmm. they joined the ACC. As like, we don't need to play you. This, there's no uh... – Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of like SMU here, too. The more I think about that. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. SMU plus six and a half. Can we make this a consensus play? We can. All right. SMU plus six and a half. I agree. I didn't even know that part. That just made it really intriguing to me. Because I, I was on SMU last year at home against TCU. Yeah, but you, for the same TCU reason, TCU was really good last year. Yeah, TCU was really good last year, and and I think SMU was good, but not nearly as good. And I think they're just better this year. They're more talented. I don't think TCU is as good, and TCU just won at Houston. I mean, I don't think Colorado is all that special. Like they lost to Colorado. I think SMU is pretty talented. You said at the beginning of the pod, like SMU almost beat Oklahoma earlier this year. They were in that football game late into the second half. Um, and now they got a chance to go and, and win on the road against TCU after their arch rivals played for the national championship last year. Like, come on. 
I'm with you. SMU plus six and a half. This is a good little spot. That might, be, that, might, that might be another addition to the grease. It might be. It's it's definitely on the radar. Uh, all right. Some more in the Big 12. Let's move quickly here. Texas Tech minus six at West Virginia. A uh, little, little stinky alert here. West Virginia just beats Pitt in the backyard brawl. Texas Tech well, has been. Garrett, Garrett yeah. Green went out in the Pitt game. Okay. And probably not going to play in this game, I would assume. Okay. So Texas Tech. Lost to Wyoming, lost to Oregon. They're one and two. They beat, you know, an FCS school last week. Now they're laying points on the road at West Virginia. I feel like West Virginia is going to be kind of a square dog here. Um, very, with... very, very square. I mean, you saw what I texted you earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, something, there's something fishy about this line. Are you going to get there with Tech? I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm not right now, but I I, I got like a – I've got an inkling I, I might get there at some point this week. I'm just trying to think. They never really won on the road last year, which is my big issue. But they did beat West Virginia forty-eight to ten. Yeah, but maybe it's a revenge spot for West Virginia. I don't know. I got nothing. Big time letdown spot after the backyard brawl. Yeah, it is. Uh, BYU Kansas, BYU off the off the back-to-back roads, off the um, crazy win at Arkansas. Now they got to go to Kansas. I kind of like Kansas minus nine and a half. I'm not there yet, but I I, I feel like it's a really tough little spot for BYU. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I I agree. I'm not going to get there. I mean, because these are two teams I've got significant future positions right. on, right? Uh, that I that I like, and I mean, so I, I like I kind of like both these teams, but I I do agree. This spot's definitely Kansas. Um, they just struggled with Nevada. I think that's going to keep some of the public off of them. And BYU just beat Arkansas despite getting, like, doubled up in yardage. Yeah. Uh, Colorado-Oregon. I mean, people can't stop talking about this game. Colorado plus 21, 21 and a half in spots, making the trip up to Austin Stadium. I, I almost feel like the Oregon, like, or, like, the fade Colorado sharpness has gotten, like, a little out of control. I'm not saying I want to get there on Colorado. It was out of control against the, it was it was out of control against Nebraska. I told you this. Okay, but I still like that game. And then we bet Colorado State last week. Was, and now people yeah. like I think the books are taking such a stand right now on like against Colorado that they're just that they're just wrong. Like this feels like a crazy number. You know? I don't know. I'm yeah, not betting I mean, it, but but I I don't I'm, know if Oregon wins this game by thirty by twenty two or more points. Like I'm definitely I'm definitely not betting this because uh, uh, look twenty one and last week was the time to fade Colorado. Yeah, uh, you don't when when they're twenty like twenty four and a half. That was crazy. It was a crazy line. Um, but now getting twenty one and a half in Austin. I mean, Oregon will run it up on them if they can, and I think they may have an opportunity. I do think. They're, they're more of a power team, even though they've been trucking around, around with Knicks. Like, traditionally, Oregon's got a really good offensive line, got good running backs. That's the kind of team that could give Colorado some problems. So they may just blow the doors off of them. Yeah. Uh, so that's I, – I, I don't really lean either side in this. Yeah, staying away from me. Um, yeah. Uh, LSU, Arkansas, anything from you, LSU, laying 18? Arkansas off the loss. I, I I don't know. Maybe Arkansas can find a way to get back in it. I think they're kind of poorly coached, not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I've got nothing there. Um 
I don't I don't particularly want to lay a massive number with LSU too. Um, a sneak big game, Colin, in the Pac-12. Really, the only two teams left in the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, Pac-2. Yeah, it's a huge game, actually. Oregon State laying three, uh, two and a half, maybe in some spots. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. At Washington State, three, pretty much consensus. Do you have anything here? I'm not betting the game because I think it's a crazy hype spot for both of them. But I think the books are taking a pretty substantial stand here that Oregon State is better than Washington State. Yeah, I think Oregon State's going to be really sharp this week. Actually, I think they might be sharp and square. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think nobody's going to want to take Washington State, which kind of makes me want to take Washington State. Also, because I don't believe in DJ. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch to see this play out, but because people are so high on this Oregon State team, and yeah, like you have right to be high high on them, but they did not look that good against uh South Dakota State or San Diego State last week. Um I, I don't know. I just I don't believe in I don't believe in DJ. I think their running game is really good. I think their defense is still really good. But yeah, I mean DJ 14 for 30, one touchdown and two picks last week against uh San Diego State. Yeah. Uh, Washington State's got a pretty pretty good defense. I think they can give them some issues and on the road Lang three. I know they handled him last year, but Cam Ward looks a lot better. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm staying away. Um, I'm staying away. Uh, too many other games that I'm going to be invested in in this in this late slate. We already talked about Pitt and obviously Memphis, but um, all right, a couple more games I want to get your thoughts on. Mississippi State plus six at South Carolina. Like. South Carolina was in the game against Georgia. I feel like Mississippi State, people are kind of down on. LSU just blew them out in a game where I think a lot of people were betting Mississippi State. I don't think South Carolina is any good. And if Mississippi State is more of a defensive team this year, shouldn't they be able to get to Rattler? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I kind of like this as well. I mean, you can see, like, sharp money coming in heavy on South Carolina early because of – I mean, Rattler's thoroughly convinced me. Yeah. He's looked – Electric past two games and Mississippi State got fucking dog. But I do think they're they're up front. They could uh they could cause some problems for South Carolina who cannot block. Yeah. Something to look at. Something to look at. All right, last game. Um Ohio State Notre Dame. Looks like the spread's three and a half, pretty pretty, yeah, pretty uh, universal. Yeah. I mean look seven was the look ahead line. The books are taking a yeah, seven was the look ahead line, but I still think three and a half to the average college ball fan looks high. Like why is Ohio state, what have they done to be favored on the road at Notre Dame? Um, so I think the books are taking a stand here. Maybe the trying to dare you to bet Notre Dame. I don't know. I haven't touched this game because I don't really know where to go. I don't think I'm going to bet the game. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, I, I think there's going to be some substantial um, Ohio state money from like, syndicate type betters because I, I I think like when you look at the game, Notre Dame's offensive line has like been good, but there there's definitely like the interior of the line has definitely shown a propensity to be beat. And Ohio State's got possibly the best defensive line in the country. Maybe not, but possibly really okay. good defensive line. Uh, I think their defense is this is year two in Knowles. It's really improved. Uh I think their secondary is pretty good. 
uh, I, I, like they have the dudes to challenge Notre Dame wide receivers to beat them in one-on-one coverage. And if they can't beat them in one-on-one coverage and they can um, just fucking load the box, Notre Dame's going to struggle moving the ball. And if they struggle moving the ball, even though I'm high on their defense, I, there's been a lot of lot of cracks, and there's a chance that Ohio State can run on them. Hmm. Also, every fucking idiot's already told me they're on Notre Dame. <laughs> That's bad news. Bad I'm, news, Bears. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm considered one of the idiots, but I I. I am not. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. No, no. I, the idiots are are the idiots. You know, they're the idiots for a reason. I, I want to say I feel like this might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a sharp check. Like Notre Dame is really has been consistently really good as a home dog. Whenever, like, it's because Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference, right? It's rare that they get this this top ten team consistently. And USC has been down for a while before you know Lincoln Riley coming in. It's rare that they consistently get this like top ten team at home and when they have right whether it's it was clemson the last couple of years you know I, I just feel like they've played well as a program and i think this might be notre dame's chance to just like hey hey world like we're back like i think that is legitimately on the table you know what i mean oh uh, no i i 100 agree i mean i'm just laying out the like i think market wise it's open at three it's three and a half i think it i think it's gonna if, if you're gonna buy notre dame like you might get a six. Yeah. I think this line uh, continues to grow in the week. I doubt it goes over seven or touch a seven, but uh, like it, it's going to be a hype spot. I don't think Ohio state because they're so close. I don't, I don't really think they're going to take, and they're like so good. They've had so many opportunities. I don't think they're going to take over the stadium. Like you saw at the Georgia game back in the day. Um, I, and I mean, Freeman, He's shown they can get up in hype spots and have letdown spots. It's a little different than Kelly, so I think they're gonna play up. This they're gonna want to get this game. I mean, I, I think there, there's a there's a good chance they can they can win this game. They Notre Dame threw all over Oklahoma State when they had Knowles in 2021. So uh, I mean, this the, Knowles' defense. Knowles was obviously mm-hmm. a left for Ohio State mm-hmm. at the time, but it was his defense. Yep. Um, so I think they're gonna be familiar with that. So something three minutes looked at, uh, and I, I think they're going to be fired up. So I'm um, I'm hopeful, but I do think you're going to see Ohio State money for for what I've mentioned. So if you want, if you like Notre Dame, I would wait. Okay, appreciate the advice. Um, thinking about Notre Dame, I don't know. Thinking about it, but whatever. Uh, all right, that'll do it for Looking Letter Pod. Um, Colin, you had a nine and five week last week. This week, you're on Auburn plus eight, Rutgers plus 24, San Jose State plus three and a half, Cincinnati plus 14 and a half, Cal plus 21 and a half, Clemson plus two and a half, Pitt plus eight, Michigan State plus eight, UCLA plus five, Memphis plus seven, Iowa plus 14 and a half, K-State minus six, Purdue plus six and a half, and SMU plus six and a half. Wow, you got a really uh, thick card there, Colin. <laughs> I've got I've got Virginia plus 10, San Jose State plus three and a half, Vanderbilt plus 14 and a half, Clemson plus two and a half, Pitt plus eight, Michigan State plus eight, Memphis plus seven, Alabama minus seven, and SMU plus six and a half. Consensus plays are San Jose State, Clemson, Pittsburgh, Michigan State, Memphis, and SMU. Big games for both of us this weekend, Ohio State 
heading to Notre Dame, a chance for Notre Dame to announce themselves on the national level and a chance for Rutgers to to go on the road and, and maybe make some noise against Michigan. So uh, that'll do it. Hook and Letter Pod. Colin, good talking to you. Good luck this weekend. Oh, as well. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. That's Hook and Letter Podcast, week four. Kyle, peace out. See ya.